Hello and hello again. I am so glad to be here with y'all today. My name is Pastor Emily. I am the Senior Pastor of Redeemed Ministries. This is my very first episode, complete episode, of this new podcast called uh, Resurrecting Biblical Principles to Health. So my ministry is totally online. It's an international ministry. I reach people all over the globe. Um, I am also a certified religious trauma and deconstruction coach, an entrepreneur, and an author. Um, For all ministry questions, including anything related to this podcast, you are welcome to email the the ministry at redeemedministries77 at outlook.com. For information on coaching, you are welcome to email me at a different address, okay? So the email for the coaching is deconstructionartist at outlook.com. Please be sure um, that with all of your emails that you fill out the subject line because anything that is left blank, a subject line that's left blank, I tend to ignore and and put it in the junk, um, assuming that it's spam. So if you want me to get your emails, make sure you're filling out that subject line, okay? Now, before I get started with this first episode, I would like to tell you I am not a doctor. I have no certifications or licenses in health and nutrition. I'm only here to share wisdom from the Bible and my own personal experiences. So, that being said, you should never rely on this or any information herein as a substitute for or nor does it replace any professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health or the content of this podcast, you should always, always, always consult with your physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, uh, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something um, that you may have heard, seen, or even agreed with on this podcast. The use of any information provided in this podcast is solely at your own risk. So now that that is out of the way, On our first episode, I want to expand on health in general. So, what is health? Is it eating well? Is it being in shape physically? Is it to not need prescription medicine? What does health mean to you? Because honestly, I feel like health has different meanings, not just for different people, but in different seasons in each person's life, health takes on a new meaning. For instance, in one season, health might be changing your diet, right? And eating healthier foods. Well, the next season could be getting rid of certain friends or relationships to find peace or to get closer to God. So in saying that, right, to get yourself in a healthy place, you have to discern the seasons that you're in. So for example, if you are in a season uh, where, where God wants you to create boundaries, right, and 
to stop certain relationships, but you don't discern that and instead you try to stop all your prescription medicines at once, that lack of discernment and that lack of wisdom will have you sick and it will also invite unnecessary warfare into your life simply because you did not and were not able to discern the season and what the Holy Spirit was saying to you in that season. So the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and it talks about there's a time for everything. And I'm going to read the, these verses to you from the Amplified Version. I think it simplifies things for people that, you know, because everybody's on their own spiritual journey. Everybody's at their own spiritual maturity level. And I find that the Amplified pretty much is able to explain to anybody on any level. So I'm going to read to you Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 8 in the Amplified. Um, There is a season, a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight, event, or purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and yet a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear apart and a time to sew together. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. So you see, just as the world has different seasons, right? Summer, winter, spring, and fall. So does each person's life. Each season has specific purposes, both in weather seasons and personal seasons. So, for example, many people aren't fond of winter, right? A lot of people don't like winter. They don't like the cold. They don't like the ice. They don't like having to shovel the snow, right? But did you know that the winter season is actually necessary and needed? Did you know that plants go into what is called survival mode during the winter? In order to prevent damage from the snow and the ice and the water that from the melting snow, that they become dormant and they cease, they stop. All reactions that require water. They don't grow during the winter on purpose. And they produce a substance similar to antifreeze to prevent any serious damage. Snow is also an important part of our climate system. Snow helps regulate the temperature of the Earth's surface. There's literally purpose for everything. Spring is the season of revitalization for everything on Earth. Dormant plants, right? They begin to grow again. 
seedlings sprout out of the ground and animals that hibernated all winter wake up. Families that may go to warmer climates during the winter months return to their families in the more northern parts of their country or state, right? Summer is a time of bright colors. Everything is growing and flourishing and allows animals to breed, right? In the summer, uh, the sun is in its most active season. Did you know that? And nature gets most of its energy from the sun during summer. Summer also has a lot of thunderstorms which help nature grow better and not get dried out and die from the sun's rays and intense heat. For fall, it's a time for many animals and plants to prepare for winter by increasing their food intake, harboring food, or migrating to different areas. And so what I've learned in life and through the Bible and just in nature itself is every season has a purpose. And nothing God created or anything that God allows and nothing that God does is without purpose. There's purpose behind everything and everyone. There are seasons that are for physical, mental, emotional, financial, and spiritual health. Do you know what season you are in? Without proper discernment, you will be doing things at the wrong time. You'll be not doing something that needs to be done. You'll be missing important connections for the season that you're in. God will always connect the dots in different areas of your life and with relationships. And if you don't have the discernment, you're going to miss those connections. And you can even miss and block your blessings because of a lack of discernment of the season that you're in. Because there are different seasons, right? And everyone who watches this will not only be in a different season, but also at a different spiritual maturity level. I am aiming to meet everyone where they are as much as possible. To help you identify what season you are in in your life and how to maneuver in that season. For me personally, I am in a mixed season. I am in a season of getting my physical health in alignment with the word of God. And I am also in a season of great spiritual growth and maturity. Some of you will be in mixed seasons too and that's okay, it happens. Some of you may have no idea what season you're in. You just kind of recognize that you're floating through life with no direction and no real growth. So this podcast will help you to understand different seasons, identify the season that you're in, and help you to be uh, fruitful in the season you are in while preparing you for your next season. So, how do you identify what season you're in? Identifying the season or seasons that you're in requires an understanding of yourself. A self-awareness, if you will. And it's key. It helps to journal to keep track of your emotions, your reactions, your triggers. 
You may even ask trusted people in your inner circle what they see in you. Don't ask Joe Blow down the street. Don't ask your drunk aunt. You ask people that you know are spiritually in tune and that you're close to and that will give you the answer that is most accurate and most true. Okay? In the season uh, where your physical health and, and well-being and your physical safety are not only what concerns you, but is what you find yourself praying about the most or where you are most attacked in and what you hear God most clearly about is the season you need to focus, focus on uh, getting your body into alignment with the word of God. So, you know, before I actually started my, my health journey, my wellness journey, whatever you want to call it, God was at me for months to change my diet. Months. I was sick as a dog, as I had said in the, the intro uh, episode. And I put it off because I was like, I love this food. I don't want to give up this food. Well, it was either I fell into alignment with God or I suffer. And I miss the blessings that are going to come because I'm obedient, right? So I had to do that. It was something I found myself praying about every night. God, heal me. God, I can't take this. That was a big red flag to me. You know, so the Bible says um, that your body, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And that we are indeed the hands and the feet of God upon the earth, right? Jesus gave us a great mandate to go out into the world and to preach the gospel. How can we do that if we are sick or if we are physically weak or we're doing things that harm our body, such as drugs, alcohol, smoking. So in the season of physical health, it can look like changing or adjusting your diet, um, starting to, to exercise is, is a big thing, um, putting yourself in some kind of recovery program if you have addictions, right? And talking to your healthcare provider about your medications and or seeking a holistic practitioner, right? There are things that we do in the health season of our lives that help get our body into alignment with the word of God. Now, the season of mental health, it can be a bear, right? When your mental health is suffering, it is hard. It's one of the hardest seasons to be in, at least for me. So it's not always easy and it's not always fun when you're struggling with your mental health. And I'm sorry, I want to apologize to anybody that's watching this that struggles with mental health issues. If you've ever been told by anyone in the Christian community that it's all in your head and you just need to pray it away, I want to let you know that they're wrong. And I'm really sorry that that was ever said to you because it's very inaccurate. And that's not how God feels about it either. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. Um... So you, and when you're dealing in a mental health uh, crisis, right, you're just in a season of your mental health being under attack because that happens frequently, especially for those that are in active ministry. Your mental health is attacked all the time, okay? So you may feel stressed. You may feel anxiety ridden. You may feel sad, depressed, or angry. You may even struggle, right, with mental illness, like bipolar disorder, multiple personalities, schizophrenia. 
You may even have um, a season or a spirit of, of procrastination, laziness. You may pick arguments because your emotions and your thoughts are out of whack, right? You may you might even be hard to get along with. You may struggle in your relationships, including your relationship with God. In a season of mental health, Um, your faith may waver and be all over the place. You may not have any motivation to read your word or to pray. In this season, healing will look different for each and every person. No one heals mentally in the same way. You can have similarities, but you'll never heal the exact same way in a mental season as someone else. It just doesn't happen. These are only examples. There are plenty of other ways, okay? But some ways that people find healing mentally are seeing a counselor, a therapist, or a life coach. Again, if you were ever told by anyone in the Christian community that you aren't supposed to seek therapy, they're incorrect. They're wrong. Please seek help if you need it. God is not mad at you. God expects you to use wisdom, okay? So if you need it, please, please, please do it, okay? Life coaches are very beneficial, especially if you, if you work together with a counseling session on one end of your spear and a life coach in the other, because the life coach can help you uh, to, to use the information that you're getting in counseling, and it works together. It's awesome. Do it. I promise you, you'll feel better. Another thing is mental health medications. Sometimes... Mental health is attributed to chemical deficiencies, okay? Sometimes people legitly need medicine. And again, if you were told not to take it because it was a lack of faith, it's bullcrap. Take your medicine, okay? I was on medication for probably 25 of my 41 years before I went through deliverance and I didn't need them anymore. But until you are delivered and God tells you to get off them, stay on your meds, okay? All right, there's support groups. For anything that you have going on in your life, there are support groups. Use them. I suggest Christian ones. So that way you're getting Bible-based support and not support in, in the fleshly arena, right? You can try journaling. One thing for me, uh, I don't do it, but I know a lot of people that do that say it helps more. Um, I prefer to write my feelings. I love to write. So me, I just get a regular journal and write. But for some people, uh, video journaling helps them more. What is video journaling? It's literally where you get your phone or your laptop or whatever device that you have and you record exactly what you would have wrote down. So anything that happened that day, how it made you feel, anything pertinent to you, you put it in a video instead and you save it and you go back to it another day and you and then you analyze it it helps believe me it does there's meditation some christians and are say you know say that meditation is wrong i do not believe that i believe if you're meditating on things that aren't god's will that's wrong but if you're meditating on his word on him your relationship with him that is okay Something I have recently tried in the last year that has helped me greatly with my mental health and with um, releasing emotions and thoughts that I didn't even realize were trapped inside of me is EFT tapping. 
I highly suggest it and I have someone that I can suggest if you're going through a relationship problem or a breakup because that is her only niche at this time but she is very good so I'm hoping that she will kind of expand that out a little bit but anyway um so EFT tapping acupuncture I have not done it but I have heard and I have seen many great reviews on acupuncture with helping with that kind of thing learning something new I know this sounds crazy when you're in the midst of depression or sadness and you're not wanting to do anything but I promise you if you will learn something simple and new while you're working through the mental health season it will help you immensely even if it's something that you do at home just learning something new on YouTube you know what I mean you don't have to go take classes or anything like that if you don't want to learn something new picking up new hobbies What's something that you've been thinking about doing, but you just never did it because you didn't have time or you didn't think that you were worth it or you didn't have the money that you could possibly do now? Pick up a new hobby. If you give yourself something to do nine times out of ten, it'll get you out of those really, really bad spots. Does it cure depression? Does it cure anxiety? Absolutely not. But in those moments where it's heavy, having that new hobby to distract you it is helpful and then the last one i'm going to mention is going through deliverance now a lot of christians aren't sure about deliverance they think it's demonic or they might not even have enough wisdom knowledge or anything about deliverance know anything about it to even have an opinion but they're scared of it let me tell you deliverance saved my life deliverance not only saved my life but it helped my relationship with god because i was this close to walking away So, that's a whole nother thing. But, okay, we're going to move on to the season of emotional health. So, the season of emotional health is almost identical to that of the mental health, right? So, a lot of the feelings, the thoughts, the struggles, and the ideas or remedies are the same, right? A lot of people will be going through both mental and emotional seasons at the same time. They're almost connect interconnected in a lot of areas right so one thing that is different right is that for a lot of people the emotional season is triggered by either trauma or tragedy it's usually one or the other or unfortunately sometimes both right and where there is tragedy and trauma there is also grief grief takes on many forms and there is really no easy fix or or a cure for grief grief is a wild ride because one minute you know you're you're feeling okay and the next you can't get out of your bed so on top of utilizing right everything that i talked about in the mental health season in this season i always suggest that those in an emotional health season to learn how to self-care. Most people have no idea how to treat themselves with love, to show themselves grace, to forgive themselves, and many feel guilty if they spend money on themselves instead of on bills or on other people. But when we sacrifice self-care, we are abandoning 
that hurt, sick, or grieving part of us. And we won't get past it. We will stay in that emotional season, climbing a mountain, but yet never getting to the other side. So what exactly is self-care? Self-care looks and feels different for everyone. It can mean buying a new candle, buying a new basketball, going out to eat all by yourself, doing a spa day, or going to the gym with your friends. It can look like binge-watching your favorite show and devouring a large pizza all to yourself. It can look like taking a class to learn something new, going to counseling or getting a life coach. There are many ways that you can go about uh, self-care. It's all about not just what makes you feel good temporarily. Hear me. Self-care is not about a temporary fix. Okay? But it's all about what will help you to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay? So, for instance, eating that large piece of pizza to yourself will feel good in that moment, right? It's that temporary fix. But it's not going to help you in the long run. So how do you do this, right? You're like, well, that just blew my idea right out of the water, right? It doesn't have to. So how about instead, while you're eating that pizza to yourself, because go ahead and have that pizza. So while you're doing it, sign up for that class you keep putting off. Or make a lunch date with someone that you haven't seen in forever. So while you're doing these little things, right, that are just temporary fixes, if you need a, a, a laugh or a, or a reason to smile or just want that food that you've been craving, right? Do something else at the same time that's working on the future end of it, that's helping you see past that moment at the same time. It's self-care, okay? A financial season can be good and it can be bad, right? So in a bad financial season, you may need a job or a raise to afford your lifestyle. You may have been laid off or fired. Your car may have totally died at the same time as three of your home appliances. You may have to suddenly pay for an extended trip or a funeral that wasn't planned. There are many reasons that a financial season can be hard and discouraging. Financial stress in a lot of cases will also trigger a mental and or emotional season along with it because as we all have heard before, misery loves company, right? So taking into consideration everything I talked about in the mental and emotional season, right? And applying them in a financial, a bad financial season, right? It will help. Another thing I always recommend when people are going in a financial hardship season is to look at your spiritual lives. That's right. Mm -hmm. When you're in a bad financial place, it means look at your spiritual life. Are you living by the biblical principles to live in abundance? Is there something in your life holding up your blessings? Such as unforgiveness, unforgiveness, judgments, or a lack of knowledge, or even sin. All of those things can contribute to a rough financial season. Now, 
As weird as it may sound, it is possible to be in the most financially stable season of your life and still struggle uh, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. Just because one has no financial troubles, right, doesn't mean that the rest of their life is peaches and cream. Sometimes people will be financially stable but will have either such a fear of losing their money that they hoard it and don't enjoy it, or they look for money to be the source of their happiness and when it fails, because it will, they find themselves depressed. We as Christians have to be diligent to remember that money is a tool that answers the needs of life, but that God is the creator and the father and our love, adoration, and trust must remain in him and not the love of money. I know this is probably not all what you guys expected out of this podcast, but God is good. Y'all going to get set free during this podcast. Now, the spiritual season is probably my favorite, and that's probably because I'm a pastor. I read a book very early last year by author Rob Bell called Everything is Spiritual. It quickly became my favorite book. Uh, It was very eye-opening in many ways. His title is very accurate because everything and everyone we encounter on Earth's side has a reason spiritually. Nothing is by happenstance or coincidence. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. Every person is born for a reason. And all of it is by grand design by the creator of the universe. So spiritually speaking, everyone has a purpose or what I refer to as a calling. Everyone has a divine calling, something that God specifically created for them to do. No calling is the same. So therefore, no one else can fulfill your calling but you. And nobody can fulfill my calling but me. I venture to say and believe that a lot of the struggles people have spiritually are because they either don't know what their calling is, so they are doing the wrong thing, or they know what their calling is, but they are resisting it instead of fulfilling it. I'm going to say that again because that's a big one right there. A lot of people struggle spiritually because they are, they don't either don't know what their calling is, so they are doing the wrong things, or they know what their calling is, but they are resisting it instead of fulfilling it. Now, our spiritual lives have seasons. Did you know that? A spiritual struggle is a season, right? But a spiritual struggle also has seasons oh yes it's true y'all can get set free y'all getting knowledge of the wazadoo in here in a winter spiritual season it is a time of death to yourself you may feel you need to isolate with just god and hibernate with maybe only a couple of people right that god allows you to be around You will feel stretched to capacity as God deals with you in different areas of your life. You will feel challenged, but yet 
motivated to change things to be closer to God. Parts of you that you thought were just who you are will suddenly be looked at as a foreign invader, an enemy to whom you know you are becoming and want to be. So in this season, God literally kills everything in or around your life that would hinder the blessings of the following season. You may feel alone. You may feel misunderstood or like everything you thought or felt God had said isn't going to come to pass. This is a season where God starts rooting you firmly in him and changing you from the inside out. He opens your eyes to your calling in this season and starts to train you and equip you. You will likely feel unprepared and like you aren't worthy of the calling or like Moses that someone else would be a better candidate. This is a place of quiet intimacy and inner work. Are you in a winter season spiritually? In the spiritual spring, this is the time you will take everything you learned in the winter and you will plant it and carry out the instructions that God gave you. You will enter spring with a new understanding of God, yourself, your calling, and with a fresh revelation. You will have the faith that you can walk in and fulfill God's plans for you. Are you in a spring? Are you ready? Are you carrying out your your calling? In the spiritual summer, this is where everything you planted in the spring will need to be watered. In the summer, you will begin to receive more revelation as to the specifics of your calling, like the depths, the requirements, and the intimate details of your calling. There will be opportunities for you to minister and to use your gifts and anointing and to walk in your calling. Summer will bring you to a place of deeper and more frequent prayer, worship, and reading the Word of God. In a spiritual fall, if you were diligent, if you were diligent in the previous seasons, fall is a harvest time. Your work will be evident. There will be a harvest from your work in the prior seasons, right? And there will be more reasons to be thankful and grateful as you are reaping what you sowed in those other seasons. Reaping what you sow in the kingdom of God always brings humility, peace, and happiness. This is also the season where you see that God has had you the entire time. From birth to the present, and your faith is increased to know that he will never leave you, he will never forsake you, and he will never let you down. He will never let you down. So I just shared a ton of information, and I think that is enough for this first podcast. I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I want you to make sure you listen to this podcast twice, okay? You listened to it the first time, you didn't take notes, hopefully you were just listening. 
take notes the second time. And I want you to study what I have told you so that by the next podcast, you're ready to receive more. Okay? As you're re-listening to this, if you have questions, write them down and email me. In the subject line, just write podcast questions. Once again, the email address is redeemedministries77 at outlook.com. And I want to ask you these questions, or at least one question. After reading this, what season do you feel you are in right now? If you still aren't sure, I would recommend some serious quiet prayer time so that God can reveal himself to you and show you the season that you're in and what to do in this season, when to do it, and what he expects of you. I thank you for being here. I hope that this podcast is everything that you thought it would be. And I love y'all in the Lord so very much. Have a very, very blessed evening.